interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns, your host. Glad to have you along. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Tomorrow is the, for those of you who follow the church calendar, tomorrow is the first Sunday of Advent. So there will be four uh, Sundays of Advent. Uh, for you who uh, go to churches that light candles, those are the purple candles. And then, uh, and then later, there's going to be a rose-colored candle and then the white-colored candle. And so we're, we should have the first of the purple candles, the first Sunday of Advent, as we... And, the, and by the way, this is the, uh, the... In the church calendar, Happy New Year. This is when the church calendar begins, is with Advent. And uh, so whether you, whether you follow Advent or don't, I, I bet a lot of you have Advent calendars and you're taking out a chocolate every day and you're, you're doing a reading or whatever. But remember, this was started a long time ago. It's celebrated all over the world, although it's some slightly different dates in the East. And, uh, and it just reminds us of, uh, uh, again, I, if you've forgotten, I'm a pastor. And uh, I believe that the central point of human history was about 2,000 years ago, and the church calendar reflects that. So uh, I hope you find a church that is out there uh, celebrating Advent, celebrating the birth of Christ, and, uh, and there, there's a lot of them out there. I bet you can't, uh, you can't go too far from your home without finding a church uh, that is celebrating Christmas. And I'm celebrating, though, today Thanksgiving, and I am thankful that... Uh, Dan Alberts had a day off from teaching so that he could be in the studio with me because there's nobody, uh, there's nobody I'd rather have to talk about being thankful and, uh, and the, the upcoming holidays than with my good friend. How you doing, Dan? I'm, I'm great, but I'm, I'm really caught up in why purple candles, what's Advent mean, and why <laughs> do they change colors twice at the end? That's right. Now, you see, now there's this thing called the Google. And so you go to the Google and you type in... Advent colors meaning, and then they'll, they'll give you the whole deal. Okay. That's right. All right, so you're not going to tell me now. I'm not going to tell you now. So it's no. sort of a mystery for me until I get done with this. All right. Here's, here's a little hint. The color purple is usually associated with royalty. Kansas State. Royalty. <laughs> <laughs> royalty. Oh. So the, we talk about the birth of a king. king. That's king. right. All right. So, that, so there, that's, that... that What's my appetite to find out more? That's as far as I'm going to take you. The rest of it, you could go into the Google and you can you can figure that stuff out. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, when I was thinking of coming here, and you told it, I saw it on Facebook that we were going to talk about gratefulness, Mm -hmm. which is a great thing to do on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I remember when I was first a principal in Arizona and my about large high school, and my head counselor came to me and she said angrily. You're just a Pollyanna. <laughs> I said, well, what? Well, you, you see the good in everything. And I wished, and it caught me off guard, and I, mm. I was defensive. And I wished I would have said, you know, and I'm damn glad I do. <laughs> what do you think the benefit is of seeing the criticism and things? Yeah. Does that make you more wise or what? What do you think it does? Mm. And I'm still thinking about that question, now, yeah. on, especially at Thanksgiving. Why... By the way, I'll ask you that. Why yeah. is it that we want to look at – there's always two sides to everything. Yes. Would you yes. agree? I, there is. Yes, that's true. That's a, I'd say that's a truism. Yes. What, why is human nature, in my view, what do you think it is that makes it always 
sort of like you're more wise if you see the negative in things. You know, that is a, you know, well. You or know, maybe, it's, a, maybe it's not true. I don't it's know. not completely true. I think there are people who are naturally just, it's just a temperament thing. They're, they're more wired to see the positive or wired to see the negative. But I think there is something about when people, um, when people are those who see the negative, I'm not sure why this is, but there is something, the, uh, there's something about that that makes you, uh, think or appear to be wise because you're you're seeing under the surface you're seeing the depths you're seeing the things that are really there and the rest of us are just kind of living on the surface right. you know like i'm, uh, I'm often called naive not, <laughs> you, if you of all the things you are not naive <laughs> well when i'm telling That's, things i'm th- thankful for yeah. they'll say well yeah i'll say you know that kid really did well on the mm-hmm. test today, and if I'm saying it to other teachers, and they'll say, well, mm-hmm. I know why. <laughs> oh, what? It's his gr- He's got a new girlfriend. I said, oh, you know what? When I was a kid, and I started <laughs> to do it well in school, that's because my wife, who I wanted, I didn't know it was going to be my wife at the time, mm-hmm. said I'm, I wouldn't date an idiot. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, then I better act less like an idiot. So I would. So I did it for the same reasons. I didn't find that so negative did, did she really say that was that uh, Beth kind of... can say a lot in her way she looks <laughs> <laughs> so yes I interpreted it accurately <laughs> yeah, either. Uh, that's interesting that's, uh, no you know hey how many of us would say I know I would say this I believe you would say this how many of our our my my spouse my wife has made me a better person oh my goodness yeah is it do you think women generally mm-hmm. are more grounded Oh, I don't know if I can make that big of a generalization, but I will just say this, that in uh, when I finally reflected upon deeper qualities than just, hey, she's really good looking, or those kind of things. Is there something else? There's, well, it was good. well, it's not nothing, but, uh, but when I finally, then you finally get past that and it's like, okay, uh, well, of course, we all like physically attractive people, yeah. and, uh, but but you begin to realize that there is a depth of character that is is gonna that's gonna last and it endures. It's 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 more valuable than yes. than all the other superficial stuff that I that I thought as a teenager mattered. And and again we're and then hey we shot the moon we got the whole package. I got the whole package. You know? And, you know, I have three women, my two daughters, my wife. I know, yeah. I know, and God's told me I, I will, I will be, I will say to him, thanks, a, thanks a ton, you know, mm-hmm. geez, you couldn't have surrounded yeah. me with better people. Yeah. And he said it was selfish on my part. I, I didn't want to spend all my time <laughs> trying to redirect you, so I <laughs> provided you anchors. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So when you bumped into them, they'd push back, and you would notice they <laughs> keep yes. the ball down more down the center of the yes. aisle. <laughs> so, I can I I can say that's true. Again, of I've got three children, I could say it's true of all three, and then now a couple of in-law children. It's, it's true of them as well. That they good people make you a better person. Yes. And they all, my wife, my family. Uh, they all make me a better person. Why do we? Why do some of us get surrounded by? I mean, I, I work with lots of kids that seem like they're surrounded yeah. by people that me and I would struggle with. Yes. Why do some of us get better luck? <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, you're a minister. You're a doctor, right? Of, yes. Of, 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 I am. Of by the way, there's, very, 
There's a very sweet member of my congregation who everybody else calls me Stu or Pastor Stu. Every time he sees me in the hallway, he very sweetly says, Doctor. And I thought, that is, that is so kind. That he, uh, that, uh, and I, I think he's, he's just being, being kind. Okay, doctor, you know? then why yeah. do some of us get more opportunities to be surrounded by better people or more yeah. strong people than others? Uh, What's the answer to that question? In the words of John Calvin, luck. I mean, there. Did you have to have a doctor degree to come up with that? John John Calvin was very famous for you know God's predestination and everything is ordained by God. And so every time you want to make a joke as a Presbyterian, you just refer to John Calvin as as uh, saying, "Well, the answer is luck," because he he didn't really say that. But um, you know, I mean, I I do think. You know, if you think about it, some people, we know this, some people, they got a Delta rough hand, you know, and you've got there, we hate to admit this, but there are some people we've met that don't have any redeeming qualities. And usually it's because they're, they're selfish, they're self-focused and they can't, they're not really thinking about the people around them. And then, and then in those relationships where you are surrounded by people who are thoughtful and they, and they are inquisitive about your life. We were talking about this before. It's that you're you're one of the people in my life who will who will ask me an awkward question just to get me to think about something, maybe in a way I haven't before. By the way, that's what therapists do. And so a a good friend is like a therapist who will look at you and ask the question that makes you think about yourself and your life in a way that you haven't before. They enrich you. See, I ask you tough questions so I can get reflective answers so I can try to figure out the pieces inside myself. It's all very selfish. Yes. Motive, motives are all very selfish. Yeah, yeah. But, but there aren't a lot of people who do that for you in their, in their, yes. their life, is there? I, well, no, there aren't. Because I don't, and I don't know why I think I make it very tough on people to ask questions. But kids will say to me at school, they'll say, why are you so in my face? Mm. And I've learned to tell this answer, which is the most truthful answer I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful for to be have these kids in my face and I'm in their face. Mm-hmm. Is this? I say, look, when I was your age, I had two parents. That uh, my mom was at the door every day when I got home from school. My biggest thing in the morning was could I get up in time to eat my breakfast that she had fixed, so I could walk 50 foot to a school bus to go to a place where. It was a nice, warm school with I had really caring teachers. Yeah. Okay, in a small town where everybody knew me. So if I bumped out of the, tried to skip out of school, they'd just push me back in. I, there was no way I could mess up enough yeah. to screw up. Yeah. So I said, you know, frankly, why am I in your face? Because I feel guilty. And I feel guilty because I was dealt such a great hand. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and when I see people that I think have been dealt a lesser hand. Mm. And often the response will be, well, you shouldn't feel guilty. I'll say, well, I, maybe I shouldn't, but I do. Yeah. I think I was yeah. given a hand that I'm very grateful for. Yeah. But I don't know why I was I don't know why I was born in Nebraska. I don't know why I was born on a farm. I don't know. Yeah. That's all seems sort of random to me. Yeah. Okay. But when yeah. you see people that weren't dealt that, anything similar, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have an obligation to, to, to step in and see if I could yeah. do something to balance out the playing field a little bit yeah yeah because i don't don't seem fair to me and you've been doing that uh, every day now for long you know, almost uh been to, i've dro- driven to omaha 220 times now oh boy <laughs> back and forth every day i haven't missed one day in a year and 
almost a year and a half when kids were there. Now, oh. I don't go to in-service days very often, <laughs> but I go to every day of kids there. I'm and that's because he's Dan Alberts. Yeah. So that, which I'll explain what I mean by that in just a minute. I've got to take our first break. Okay. We'll be right back. And it's Thanksgiving weekend. Just thinking about what we're thankful for. We've already... I think we've already got quite a bit on the table, right? Yeah, we do. All right. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday here on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil, this is Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Dan Alberts today. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We're thinking about all the things we're thankful for. And by the way, we we're talking about your work as a teacher and uh, you've, you've done everything. I mean, you probably haven't, you know, worked on a shrimp boat or something, but have you? No. Okay. So there's no. a few things you haven't done, no. but you've done a lot of different things. And then the last year and a half now being up at the Omaha Central yeah. and uh, teaching uh, math, interacting with kids, I think the, again, I, there is something about uh, those connections that you have with people. They know it's, it's an intangible thing, but they know when somebody actually really cares and when somebody is just blowing smoke, and I think that's one of the things that that makes that you connect with kids is because they intuitively, I mean, they'll they'll fuss, they'll you know oh, say man. things. Do they fuss? But but at the end of the day, they yep. know they seem to have a sense that you care about them. Yep. Any is that is that just is that just a happy accident or is there anything you do to foster that? Well, I, I, first of all, I lived in it. My parents were very difficult. My dad was very difficult, but I never doubted that he deeply. Mm. One day, when once he came home from, I can remember this like it was yesterday. It scared me to death, actually. He had been fishing in Canada, and he had uh, they'd got left on an island where he thought his life was at risk. Mm. When he got home, he hugged me so tight. <sighs> And I, I realized he was hugging me because he was scared he wasn't going to get a chance to hug me again mm. because of that event. Mm. Now, that really confused me, because I, but it really made me fundamentally understand, oh, my goodness, this guy really, I'm a big deal to him. Mm. Okay. I mean, and that really, I just still remember that. And it sort of scared the heck out of me. You know, it's really scary to have somebody really deeply care. It couldn't be scary. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to stand on the sidelines. But yeah. if you have some people that deeply care about you, you've got to get on the playing field. Mm. So, to quick story, I, Friday, I have this girl that I just adore, foster girl, who is just tougher nails. The first time, first day she walked into the room, I liked her immediately. Something just struck me. I said, uh, I knew her name because I'd memorized all the names from pictures. I said, Peyton, how are you? And she said, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I'm not going to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so that that was my introduction to Peyton. Yeah, and it hasn't gotten a ton better over first, <laughs> but Friday, yeah. every day I talk to her. Mm-hmm. I say, Peyton, how are you? And she just walks by with that critical frown. Friday, she walks out. I won't. I'll, this will be a memory forever. She makes her frown. She doesn't say anything. She gets ten feet out the door, and she was the last one to leave, which is unusual. Usually, she's the first one out of the room. And she turns and said, I, I, I really do like you. Mm. And then she re- turned around quick and ran off. Oh, oh my God. It was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. All, okay. What, and 
you don't know what's going on. You know, if, you're, if you've done this long enough and been with people, you recognize that what you're seeing, mm-hmm. especially when it's an attack on you, usually it's a sense of safety. Mm-hmm. I can attack you because I know you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And somehow she knew from the beginning that I li- I don't know how she knew. Kids have great intuition. Mm-hmm. So I liked her immediately. She, I think she knew that at some subliminal level. And she also knew I wasn't going to leave her. And and so yeah. So that's both scary, but she's an aggressive, scared person, and I'm mm-hmm. a safe place to Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to understand that because yes. man, when she attacks, it's it's yeah. easy to it's yep. easy to get the arrows to poke into your. Yeah. But man, one sentence like that, it makes it you every everything's wiped away except oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. worth it. There, there. Uh, I always sometimes I tell people in relationships like that that you have to be relentless. And then my word picture is Pepe Le Pew, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah. little, the little French skunk. And, and he's always pursuing the kitty. Now, I don't mean inappropriate. No. And I don't mean yeah. in that, you know. In of the, course. They're, uh, you know, Pepe Le Pew wouldn't get past, you know, the, the Me Too movement here. And, and that's, that's not the point of the uh, – but, but this quality of being relentless. It's like, I don't care what you do. I'm going to be there. And I'm, you're going to say some mean things, but it's not going to affect me. I'm going to be relentless. And that kind of relentlessness doesn't, isn't always paid off, but you got the payoff. I mean, most of the time you don't yeah. get the payoff. The only thing I disagree with you on, it, it, yeah. does, it does hurt. Yeah. But, and she needs to know that it hurts. Yeah. And yeah. It, what I've learned to do is let hurt come through my eyes. Mm. Okay, because, see, otherwise it feels like she's powerless. Yeah. Okay, so... And I used to think, okay, don't let anything look like it bothers you. Yeah. But now I don't do that. And I don't mm-hmm. say, I don't attack back, but I don't, I don't hide that the words hurt, mm-hmm. even though I know you, even yeah. though I argue in my head that you don't mean it at me and I'm not yeah. the focus of yeah. it. But what, otherwise what the reflection does not let them know mm-hmm. that you can be tough, courageous, and mm-hmm. gracious too. And if you're going to grow up, and live in this world effectively, mm-hmm. you need to learn to become gracious. And you need to be yeah. gracious even on the days when you feel like the world's been unfair to you and maybe yeah. you've been dealt a terrible hand. Yeah. But still, your answer has yeah. to be yeah. you become gracious. Yeah. And I, by the way, I think those two things go together. Being relentless doesn't mean that you don't show that, hey, that hurt. Uh, just no. it, what it what it does mean is that even when you hurt me, yes, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be. You're right. You're and, right. Uh, but yeah. it took me a long time to. Relentless used to mean you're not yeah. going to affect me any. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, but that's that a, would be that's more like a, impervious. Impervious, <laughs> and it was it lacked courage. I tell you, it takes yeah. courage to yeah. cry at a movie. It takes courage to say yeah. to someone, "I'm I'm lost on what to do with you." Mm-hmm. I say this to kids all the time. Mm-hmm. They'll say, what do you mean you're lost what to do with me? I'll say, well, look, I, you know, I was taught when I was your age. I had parents that told me I had to learn because it mattered. Now, it turns out they were right. Mm-hmm. I, my job and my desire is to offer you the same and to make it happen or help and make it happen with you. But I, I'm lost on how. Well, don't worry about it so much. I'll say, I, I, look, I, I can't help. I worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's me. Yeah. And then I just leave it. Usually, the reality, the truthfulness of that gets kids to, to, I mean, there's hearts in everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I, you, 
I have to get to a place where you touch them. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're not going to learn how to do an equation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Maslow's hierarchy said learning mathematics is well well up above. Lots of other things better happen before you're going to yes. pay any attention to mathematics. Yes. <laughs> right? I mean, Absolutely. safety, psychological safety, valuing, mm-hmm. physical safety, which a lot of our kids do not have. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. And so you're – I had a superintendent once in t- Tucson. When I first went out to Tucson, young guy, of hard – I have – high school principal i said rick what can i do to i want to make sure i'm successful i don't want to have to move back to nebraska with my tail between my legs and he said uh, look see those kids walking in the door those are the best kids you're ever going to get and your the parents that sent them here that's their best children every day you think about them that way and realize you're paid to do one thing help them mm. you keep that in front and center in your mind mm. okay and work at it hard every day this will mm. turn out fine for you mm. now it's really simple. It sounds simple. Yeah. Really hard to do. Yeah. But that's the truth. That's what we're paid to do. That's why yeah. you become teachers. That's mm-hmm. why you a minister of a church. Yeah. Okay. That sounds a lot like what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. It's well yeah. what nurses do, what doctors do. That's our yeah. that's what we do with each other. Yeah. That's what families ought to do with each other at the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. Right? Listen, care, yeah. show concern. It's not it's not brain surgery. No, but it feels like it sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're going to take a second break. When we come back, we'll talk about Thanksgiving and uh, some of the other things that you're thankful for. Um, uh, but it's an, uh, you know, again, every week should be Thanksgiving. All the time we should be thankful for these things. But it's okay to once in a while pause and to say, okay, am I really grateful for all the good things in my life? And, uh, and so we're going we're gonna to dig in just a little bit deeper to that. Sound good? That sounds great. All right. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday here on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Dan Alberts today. We're talking about what we're thankful for. It's Thanksgiving weekend. You know, and, just yeah. before break, you yeah. said we're going to get into something deeper. I thought I was already deeper. Oh, well, <laughs> even... Boy, that's a good point. <laughs> that so, was, uh, so show me something deeper. What I, what I meant was we're going to continue the conversation about deeper things. Oh, now you're backpedaling. No, you said or, we're going to get into something deeper, implying that we've just been crawling on the surface. How about this? How about this? Okay, listeners, are you, are you ready to take notes? Okay, get your recorders on. I was wrong. Oh, I my. Was, oh I my. was inarticulate in the way that I communicated about this interview. Uh, because I do not, I do believe... With all my heart, that uh, we've been talking about consequential things, things yes. that are quite deep. I think so. Absolutely. Is that helpful? It almost brings tears to my eyes. So if it can get any deeper, now I don't know what I have to do. Am I out of the doghouse yet? <laughs> yeah. Close? But I enjoyed. Uh, I mean, you tell me about throwing out these questions and yeah. comments that people won't out of left field. I thought that was a yeah. good one. Yeah. So oh, I decided I would. Make sure you're affirmed that you're right. I am so affirmed uh, <laughs> that you are right. That I, <laughs> well, that's what I really care about. <laughs> that's, well, fair enough. Fair enough. The, uh, 
I'm moving along now. After okay. I've, all right. I've been I know. Really, you got a show to do. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right. All right. But um, when we think about those things that make the short list. So, a lot of, okay, there are a lot of families on Thursday. They got together with him. They say, hey, what's something you're thankful for? And, you know, I'm thankful for, you know, for my right. kitty Fluffy right. and, right. you know, right. blah, blah, blah. And we got my, all kinds of things we can put in there. My health yeah. and uh you know the the trip to the bahamas that we took this year and um but it seems like the list is as we get older not that you and i are old no but but older older that the list of things that we're truly grateful for kind of shrinks and uh and the the people in our lives that really matter the most also kind of kind of shrinks yes in that way um is is it fair to say that most of the things that you're thankful for are somehow related to family and those and those just handful of deeper relationships? Absolutely. I, uh, you know, Beth will say, or will on some Saturday nights, you know, you'll hear about people going. You when you hear what what were they doing this weekend, and there's everybody's going to describe these things they got planned, mm-hmm. and then. They'll say to me, "Well, what are you going to do?" Well, Beth and I are going to go to Hy-Vee and get order and get Chinese food and sit home and watch a movie and mm-hmm. <laughs> sit on the couch and eat out of the styrofoam. Yeah, Chinese. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to. I want to go on and say because that's what I really value doing. Mm-hmm. And, and and because I feel like it's an obligation to almost apologize that I'm not going to go to the to some restaurant or to some concert as if that has, mm-hmm. because I think in the world that we live in that that sounds meritorious. Yeah. We're yeah. sitting on the couch mm-hmm. with your spouse eating Chinese out of styrofoam sounds like you don't have, like you don't care, like you don't care. And there's nothing to living yeah. mm-hmm. where in the, where the reality is I can't wait to sit on the couch and, mm-hmm with Beth and eat the Chinese or whatever else we were eating. Yeah. I mean, we might not even get the Chinese. We might just sit and eat a leftover, but it didn't, it turns out that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. And, Mm -hmm. and so it's a paradox because I almost feel like you, as you become more fundamental in those, or what I call more fundamental, what playing in the back of my mind is you're becoming dull. Mm. Which I don't believe at all. It mm-hmm. feels very satisfying to me. Yeah. But I have this tape out there about what living is like. Yeah. And then that tape says, geez, you're getting dull. <laughs> geez, you're getting old. <laughs> yeah. And those things are, I try to avoid. Yes. But yeah. I don't, that's not how I see it. I see mm-hmm. it as, oh man, that is so warm and comforting. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's. You know, I love having people, a couple people over for dinner and just sitting at the table for two hours chatting about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's very simple stuff. Yeah. In fact, the less money, and people say, well, it's here cheap. Well, I don't think so. I think it's because if I have to, yeah. money you spend because you're trying to leverage, I have to have a good time, or if I drink yeah. much alcohol or something, yeah. as if I couldn't do it without it. Mm-hmm. That's All that stuff seems more distant to me mm-hmm. as I age. And yeah. I'm glad for that, actually. Yeah. yeah. You? Now, uh, what's that? You? I mean, what do you think? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. The, the, the time with uh, 
You know, I, we were reflecting back on a family trip we took a few years ago, and this, all of us were together, and it happened to be in an exotic location, and that was that was cool. But the coolest part was just being together for and having an adventure together. And I think that's a part of what we've, you know, for as Kelly and I, however many years the Lord gives us here, that that we we don't want to, and it doesn't have to be an adventure, but because it isn't the adventure, it's being together, and those things are really really valuable. What is that? Um, what is being together? Where is the silver lining in it? What is that? Well, let's face it. You know, you these are the people that uh, God has put in our lives to love and be loved, and uh, and that's a. You know, it's funny how when you when you break it all down, some people who you know again talk about the premacy of love. They're not all wrong. I mean, the Bible says God is love. And if we love other people, that's because God has loved us and we share that love with other people. So the the truest kind of experience we have with one another uh, that reflects our relationship with God is love. And uh, and again, love isn't about, you know, I've got to be in Disneyland or in Paris. You know, love is about I've got to be with the people who matter most in my life. And it's being with those people that brings me joy not necessarily, um, you know, that, that I have to be with them in an exotic location or on, a, on, ex, on an expensive trip. I can be sitting on the couch uh, eating, you know, takeout Chinese, watching a movie, and that could be the best place in the world that I would enjoy being uh, because it isn't, uh, it isn't about the bells and whistles. We're told that, by, by the way, by a consumer culture, that that's all that matters, right? Now, again, I'm not, I'm not saying don't have adventures together. I hope we have a lot more adventures together and, and do these kinds of things in exotic places that we've never seen. Sure, that'd be fun. It wouldn't be fun if I were alone, no, right? No. It wouldn't. No. It, it, it'd be uh, <clears throat> really kind of sad, right? It's, it's, it's doing the things that we enjoy with the people we love that, that brings you know, meaning. Beth and, and I purpose. deliver meals on Sundays. I've told you this many times, you know, for Tabitha, and we go to the bottoms. And every time I leave a house where there's a, or a, or a trailer or someone's home where they're by themselves, they come to the door. First of all, you can't hardly get away from them. You mm -hmm. might. I always think, oh my God, does this person get a chance to talk to anybody? Mm. And but it, every time I walk away from a home where I know they're alone, mm -hmm. I just have this rock bottom bad feeling that mm. that's something's wrong i wrote back to beth and said why are we doing this why are these people why are they alone it mm. feels wrong to me mm. and i don't know that it is but i say that it just doesn't because i know they have love in them I, and i i don't know it just feels wrong to me yeah yeah and it, it reminds me to when i get home sit on the couch more often because i don't have that I yeah. don't have to deal with that. Yeah. There, I've, I was saying at the church, everybody's got a story. And when you do uh, Meals on Wheels, you know, you bump into people and you just get a teeny little slice of whatever you think their story is. Um, but, but we're all, you know, you, you develop some truisms after doing ministry for three decades. And one of those truisms is that we're all a lot more alike than we are different. And that everybody's got a pain, a sorrow, a... Uh, uh, a story, whatever that story is. And, uh, and there are very few people in their life who are persistent enough to learn just a little bit of that story and maybe in a small way enter into that story. And otherwise, we just kind of move on. And, 
Why is that? Uh, well, it's just like that student. It's, I mean, it's, it's exactly like that student you described. They need to, they, they have learned through hard experiences in life that they can't trust people and people will let them down. And they've maybe had in, been invested in relationships that ended poorly. And so they just. And it hurts so much that they'll avoid it. They'll, they don't want the risk. They don't want the risk. And so you've got to be, again, relentless in in letting them know in small ways, just like you did with her every day, even though it hurts, even though you're going to show it on your face, I'm still here. You know, when, when Peyton asked me one day, she said, how long are you going to be here teaching? It was like, good on, <laughs> on, and I, I said, till you graduate. Mm. And I tell you what drove that. Mm. First of all, she was saying it. Like, God, are you, or hope you'll leave next week. I mean, that was yeah, the tone of her yeah. voice. So some of mm-hmm. it, I was just reacting to that. But then a part of me said, look, she's she's really asking me, are you going to stay here with me? Yeah. Because, see, a kid never understands why people leave, right? I might leave because mm-hmm. I got a better job offer or it's time for me to retire or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not what a kid sees. Mm-hmm. When you've entered into their life and then you walk out of their lives, they always, because they're self-centered in their thinking, and they don't have broad spectrum. They always think it's something they did. That's mm-hmm. why divorce, that's what's so hard about yes. divorce. Yes. What did I do wrong, Mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you mad at me? Yep. And and, and how many kids, again, have just experienced that? They they think it's their fault or something. That's yeah. because things circle around them. Yeah. So with her, my immediate reaction, now I've, now I've thought about that a little bit because now I have to, geez, that's three more years. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm that kind of person. If that's yeah. if that's my yeah. end game, yeah. you know, I will work hard to get up every day and go. Yeah, I said I'm going to shake your hand at graduation, Peyton. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I wish I, sometimes I wish I wouldn't make those kinds of yeah. promises. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you said we're going to get deeper and be thankful about things. We are going to, and we're going to get there in just one second because we've got to take one last break here. But we're going to is, come is back. it really? Are we three quarters of the way through. We this are. Gee, well, yeah, I know it goes fast, doesn't it? Uh, I hope the, I hope the <laughs> listeners think it goes fast too. <laughs> Stu Kearns and Dan Alberts here uh, on Friendly Fire talking to you on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday uh, talking with Dan Alberts today. And Dan, it's Thanksgiving weekend. And I don't know if you have anything to shamelessly plug, but this is the time where we normally do that. Um, you can no, think I don't. I don't. No, I don't have any. You know, it's Alzheimer's uh, month. Oh, and I'm um, there's going to be forty thousand. My wife, you know, Beth. By the way, Beth is uh, going to retire. My wife's going to retire from Yankee Hill Village act, uh, activities director there for over twenty years. Wow, it, man, it's went lightning fast. Mm. Uh, and she's going to stop at the end of December. So uh, mm. my shameless plug is is when uh, we, uh, if you if you know Beth. It's a big, she committed her life to this job. Mm. Mm. Um, I hope you let her know that my shameless plug is for her and that Mm -hmm. job she did. Mm -hmm. Because someday she'll say, I don't know if anyone cares or knows I do anything. And that makes makes my heart just Mm. twist upside down because that feels, I, I know she doesn't mean it quite that way, but. It's sort of a thankless job in a yep. lot of ways. Yep. So 
Anyway. That is one, by the way, as a pastor, uh, one of the things uh, I always remind people, even when nobody else sees, God sees, and, uh, and God takes note. Um, that's a, that's a comfort. Um, yeah, but I, you know, my shameless plug, uh, this is kind of just to think about this for the holidays. Sometimes you know, you're talking about love and relationships. And, uh, and one of the things I'd never thought an author named Tim, Timothy Keller uh, wrote about this and it, I never quite heard it put this way, but, uh, theologians remind us that, uh, some people think, oh, well, God made us because he was lonely. And the Bible teaches that, that that's, no, that's not true. <laughs> that God, God eternally, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there was a communion and love, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so th- there was no God said one day, boy, I'm just lonely and I need to, uh, so why did God make us? And the, uh, that's, while that's a little bit mysterious, it seems that he wanted to create creatures who freely could love love him and be invited into this eternal love between father, son, and spirit. And so that kind of a thing that, that there is a God who loves, who wants us to love him, to love each other and to join into that eternal love. It kind of changes things. It kind of changes the way I think about things that, that God and God's love is so free. He didn't need me. He just decided I want to make creatures like me to share in this love. So there's really a paradise I live in, and I'm inviting you to live it with me. Yes, yes. And and so when we live our own way and live apart from from God, we're missing out on something, that kind of deep, accepting, relentless love that I think everybody's hungry for. Oh, my. I think... Absolutely. I don't understand what the purpose would be if that's no. you take that out of the mix. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, exactly. I mean, so, so tell me, mm-hmm. t- top three. Top what three. are you thankful for today? Uh, that's good. I am. I am. Well, I mean, apart from just the you know my Christian faith, I mean, I'm you know I'm thankful know. for uh, my Savior Jesus and His love for sinners. <laughs> Without a doubt. If we take kind of the theological stuff off the table, again, it's usually a pretty, a pretty short list. I'm I'm so thankful for my wife and for my children, uh, for my extended family, um, uh, and I would say I'm I'm grateful that God has given me things to do that that can have meaning uh, if he if he chooses to use them to create meaning, and uh, those are the things that probably get me up in the in the morning to do those things. Is that, is that close to your top three? That's, that's certainly close to my top three. When you say it, those two, and I'm sure all the listeners that have listened to you all these years, they know you're authentic. Mm. I mean, when you say, a lot of people will say, well, my family and my kids, mm. I want to spend more time with them. Half the time when I hear it, I know, I'll say, yeah, yeah, sure. You've been <laughs> yeah. trained. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you say it, and I've mm. watched you, you mean it. There's something really valuable in actually meaning what you say. Mm. I mean, to live a satisfying life, and I yeah. know you do that. Mm. Yeah, and it certainly. And I've had to learn, man. The good thing I've got my two daughters and my wife who are tougher nails, because without them, I'm not sure I would have got as close to understanding that. I know I wouldn't. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm really grateful that they've been such great teachers to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughters, it's, it's a struggle for kids to realize that they've been a teacher to you. Mm. <clears throat> See, they think that you're their teacher yeah. or you're theirs, but I tell them all the time. And I think over time they're starting to understand, oh, you know, he really you're cares really, about me and, and cares you, about what I think. Yeah. And you believe that. I believe that. Yeah. No, I... So yeah. that's a big deal to me that mm-hmm. I had that opportunity to have them show me things. Yeah, they're really well rooted. Mm-hmm. So in my world, women are more rooted because mm-hmm. I have three women around me that are more rooted than I am. Mm-hmm. So, so in this N of four, <laughs> it's really true. Yeah, that they yeah. are they're more fundamental than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, so I really value that. I value the fact that Molly called me one day and said, "Will you come to Omaha and teach with me?" Mm. Every day I walk into the room. Biggest thing I do at Central is I walk into her room every day when kids are there, and now it's become a thing for other people. And I go hug her, and now she comes over. As soon as I walk in, she says, "Hey, good morning, Dad!" And she walks over, and we hug each other, and I give her a kiss on the head. Uh, and see, at first that was, yeah, what are they what? doing? What's, What's going, going on? on? It's a school, but yeah. now everyone yeah. almost waits for us because there's mm. a there's a desire. For people to see intimacy yeah. and to touch intimacy, and Molly mm-hmm. and I are very intimate with each other in that way. Yeah, and I, yeah. everybody, I almost cheer that that gets to happen yeah. in the school building. So I oh, value that uh, tons. That's really valuable. That is awesome. We I so we're done you, already. We well, pretty yes, we are. But uh, <laughs> we're two guys who have a lot to be thankful for, aren't we? Oh, we very yeah. and, and great Thanksgiving. Yeah. Great to be here with you. Always. Always great. You enrich my life. So I'll add you. You can be fourth on the list. <laughs> People who enrich my life. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> and, and let's leave them saying, as we always do, to think about it. Talk about it. We'll, we'll see, see you next week. week.